Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health, freedom. In that light, I'm always scouring the globe looking for entrepreneurs on the cutting edge, impacting the world, changing lives. So today we have um, uh, Augustine, but he goes by Augie. And he's actually a digital nomad. He's a solopreneur. He's an expert in uh, data analytics consulting. And so it's going to be a great conversation about owning your time, your freedom, your income, and your health. So uh, I'll welcome Augie to the show. Welcome. Thanks, Christopher. Uh, really appreciate you having me here. Um, as you're going to hear, I have a pretty thick accent. I was born in France. Uh, but I'm very happy to be here and very happy to talk about my, my experience, what I've done so far and what the future looks like for me and and the, in the era we live in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, like I said, there's, uh, I actually think uh, having an international background is actually an asset. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I admire Europeans and Southeast Asia uh, for their culture. So tell us more about your um, background, how you got started, your journey, and we'll go from there. Well, I work in data now, but I have a pretty good um, original background. I don't have the nerdy background like people would think of. Uh, I have an MBA in hospitality management, so I worked in hotels and restaurants in France. And then in order to get experience, I moved to Nanjing, which is a 18 million inhabitants uh, city, maybe four hours from Shanghai. Um, and I worked in hotel and restaurant. So I did Nanjing. Then I moved to Cambodia for two years, uh, working for Belmont and another five-star hotel. And then I moved to Hong Kong where I opened a French restaurant. Uh, in between, I met my wife and she wanted to come back to New York because she's American. So I was like, sure, let's go. Uh, yeah. I've been in New York now 12 years and I have my own. I did a few things, but I worked in the startup environment for four years, and now I I own and manage my own data analytics consulting firm. Yeah, this is really interesting. And um, so we'll talk about, um, you know, with, uh, you know, sounds like, um, you know, you navigated these um, these life transitions in different countries. And uh, t- tell us, because uh, you, you have this um, uh, excerpt, you know, where we, on Podmatch, where you talk about how COVID impacted your life positively when the world was all shut down and you know everybody was locked down, et cetera. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sounds very obnoxious saying that, but it, I, it was actually a good impact. I was commuting into Manhattan, New York City, uh, so spending a good hour and a half in the train, going to the city, walking the city. When COVID hit, that stopped. And I was still working for a startup that did meal delivery in office space. Um, so that went south because there was no meal delivery anymore. There was no office space. And that's how I started realizing that I can't rely on somebody else always to give me my job and my salary. Um, so I started to exploring the skills I had on the side of my job, got a certification pretty early in data analytics, and then starting doing this at the side also. Because I still had my job and I was fairly lucky. It was just not very passionating for me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do that. And it went very well for four months and five months after I started doing a side also like quit my job and now it's been three years. Yeah. Wow. That's one. It's amazing. And um uh yeah, I think you know COVID is a was a wake up call for the entire world. You know, you're like people thought they had jobs, but you know, basically they're renting jobs and you know they don't control their income or their time or anything. So yeah, because we were all it's it's interesting. We were all stuck at home, nowhere to go. And we had, I mean, a lot of people still had work, but it was not, I don't know, I've been very, I felt very alienating. Like I had to be at my desk at a certain time, do certain meetings and everything, which I do the same here, but now I'm my, my, I'm my own boss and there's nobody that tells me, oh, you are not online at 5 p.m. <laughs> like I was home. So I don't know. It was, and I was outside a lot. It was a good time for me to reflect on myself and did a lot more sports and everything. I, I really liked that opportunity. I don't know if I would be happy if it comes back, but I think to reflect on yourself and take a pause was very important for me for me to get to that time. Yeah. The um, the other thing is uh, one of the one of the another guests was talking about never letting a crisis go to waste and how she transitioned everything to digital virtual so that in in person would never if you know if they had to lock down everything again she you know she would never be affected again so you you talk about this idea from food because you were in this um you know you were kind of in the um, hospitality industry and then you moved into tech and it's only like a few steps that's quite interesting tell us tell the audience more about that well it's a, i think it's a bit more than a few steps i think i mean that's the good thing about hospitality. Hospitality doesn't close doors. It's like you learn how to react with people. You have you need to have like good customer service skills. There's some kind of sales dimension in customer service. You know, if I'm going to take a, an example, but if someone is done eating and you're like, you don't want a dessert, okay, that's sales. That's like the first step of sales. Uh, <laughs> and then you, you have to behave and well behave and be smiling with pretty much anybody that steps into your restaurant or hotel. And that's really what this kind of what I learned in hospitality. I mean, don't not all the places are like this. Don't take me wrong. But what I learned in hospitality, I was like, maybe I can retranscribe these soft skills into an industry that's not used to seeing these kind of skills from people that are bred statistic and math and data. Like we have this image of someone that's in data, that's very nerdy with with glasses on the computer twenty four seven. But that's not what I do and not what I did. So I bring that other kind of dimension to the to the data world, and that's really what I thrive. So I did certification. I was doing I was doing a lot of um, KPI reporting in my previous job, and that's how I got into it. Um, and I was like, I I like that a lot. I think it's interesting what we can take from the data and 
and I pushed into that direction. Yeah. Uh, tell us, you know, briefly, because um, um, you have a, a lot about, you know, personal development and um, tell us, you know, just highlight briefly, you know, what, what um, how you got into data, you know, you, you mentioned the certification, uh, if the audience was interested in data analytics, tell them more about that. Yeah, I mean, we live in a great world where there's a lot that can be done online for free. I mean, access to internet gives you the way to learn pretty much anything you want. If you type for, I want to learn, uh, let's say data extraction, there's pretty much 500 videos on YouTube that tells you how to do that. You just have to take the time to learn it because and never stop learning. I think that's one of the big things about the tech industry. I mean, this week and the last two weeks, we've seen a lot of chat GPT, <laughs> but that AI chat, yeah, and that's great. But that also a realization of the tech world change every week. There's a new product, and we can't keep up as human of everything that's being built and 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 invented. But we can make sure our brain is aware of everything that's out there, and learn or at least be aware of that. And and that's really that. It's like read read a lot with a lot of your industry with a lot of what interests you and make a habit of that like it can be something you do every six months and um, it has to be something that you learn on on a weekly basis every day i learn something new every day um, yeah. and i think that's how i took it when i started doing not much hospitality but a lot more data i was like i'm gonna learn and I, it was like eight years since i left my since i graduated from my mba then it was it's it's weird to go back to school but it's also very interesting yeah for uh you know for the you know audience sounds like you're probably you're probably gen z or millennial and um you know for some of the people coming up they call them gen alphas um what would some uh some advice for them they're listening to this podcast that you learn from your job that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life earlier than better interesting i'm gonna quote you i think you said in your i i was listening to another of your podcast earlier and you said that people can't jump in consulting right away because they should have some kind of corporate job before and and i really stand by that i i really think it's important i worked in restaurant which is not very different as corporate but then i did work in a startup environment and you need to be able to learn that you need to be able to learn with learn to work with other people because wherever you work from even if you work from let's say a camper van in the middle of the desert you're gonna have to work with people and working in an office environment is going to teach you that listen I, I love remote work and i do think remote work is here to stay but there's a lot of things that remote work can teach us and how to behave in a work, work environment with other people that i think that's really one thing it's work with clients face to face it's you know how you behave as a person it goes beyond what you do as a job like if you're a doctor uh when a patient is going to come in your office if you're going to hide yourself or like put your face behind the screen that's not going to work so it's all this kind of thing that it's a lot of soft skills everything technical you can learn by yourself but yeah what you learn when you are around people there's no youtube video that's going to tell you that yeah it's funny uh I was giving a talk to undergrads and I was like, you know, um, like leadership and management and empathy, what you're describing soft skills. And I was like, you can't learn this from a book. You can't pick it up in a book and read it and, you know, be an expert. It's something you have to develop. And 
um you know school i think unless you have this like bill gates type idea or like steve jobs you know you kind of like school is sort of your ability to network and relate and you know develop social skills uh you know work together and then after that if you you know i, I think everybody i think entrepreneurship is one of the most rewarding things but it's not for the faint of heart so um, well yeah it's, I, I think it's not for the faint of heart but there's also i mean i think not everybody can be an entrepreneur not only because it's hard um but because some people are just not made like this and we need people to work in corporate to do what we do as entrepreneurs so i think with the like we see a lot on linkedin these days of do you want to be your own boss i mean yeah it's amazing and i love it and and i chose it but at the same time it's not it's not the same you know the pressure the pressure is, is on 24 7 and I, I don't know i think i think you need a certain type of i don't know i, I think it's you need to be built a certain way to be an entrepreneur, but you can also be an entrepreneur and not make it your full-time basis. You can have a job and sell t-shirt on the weekend and that can make you an entrepreneur. It yeah. doesn't have to be your main source of revenue. So yeah. when I see all this LinkedIn post of be your own boss in 24 hours, I'm like, <laughs> sure, why not? But good luck with that. <laughs> it's, it's a process and it takes, and I'm still learning how to be an entrepreneur on a daily basis. But yeah, what you said is so important. For younger people who have went through college or education during COVID, that's hard. I, I, I feel for them because like learning everything, how to behave in classes and everything, you, you don't have this. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, they need, people need to be at some point in an office or in a work environment that's where they're not alone in order to learn what, what you say then, what I said earlier. Yeah. Um, and then you talk about, you know, you love learning. Uh, you know, tell us um, either books, podcasts, you know, YouTube, uh, influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Oh, so many. I think in the recent years, someone that I don't have his name in mind, someone that really impacted me is the founder of Morning Brew. Um, what's his name? He's based in Jersey. It's very bad that I don't have his name. But everybody will know the newsletter that you have on your phone at 8 a.m. every morning, uh, Morning Brew. That guy is like approximately my age and he, he worked with his mom to create that newsletter. Now he's acquiring medias and everything. And I think it's amazing. Like someone just thought, I'm going to write a newsletter. It's going to be my day job. I'm going to build a team around it and make it big. I, I think that's I think that's great. And every entrepreneur has to come with, with that kind of idea. Podcast, podcast wise, uh, any kind of self-development professional, I like to keep my horizon as broad as possible. The same way I love to be in China or Cambodia or now in the US or France, I like to keep this kind of language. It's good for my brain to listen to other language during the day. Um, so that can be music, but that's also a podcast on mostly learning about yourself. And yeah, don't just, I, I find someone that I find interesting every week or every day. Every day I find someone new on LinkedIn or an article. I'm like, this is great. Hmm. I think being like, Having the time to do that as an entrepreneur, as someone else, is so important where you can still find things that are new, but also that you learn from on, on your daily basis. I think it's, as humans, we need to continue learning. We can't just say, okay, I arrived, I made, I'm saying not the exact truth, but let's say I made $250,000 of revenue in 2022. I'm done. I tripled my revenue since I started. 
we can't like that's not very i'm happy if that's the case for some people but that's not a finality if i say that and i'm 30 years old we can't like what am i going to do the next 30 years retirement can't just happen i don't know i think there's so much that we can learn as humans um and there's so much that's available that's what's amazing like your background is very different from mine and yet we're still talking about what today looks like and what tomorrow may look like yeah and what do uh what do people misunderstand about entrepreneurs the most you know it's like you know because a lot of people are um interested in making the leap into becoming entrepreneurs but what do people like misunderstand about the field the most i think they, they have to understand that it's uh, all in one you can't pick and choose what you want to do and it's only going to be that it's not i do things that i don't want to do um but i do it because it's part of what i want to what i want to build and then what i want to grow um my company i think yeah it's people saying that oh i love marketing so i'm going to do a marketing company uh, or me i love data so i'm going to data company i'm not just going to code data all day if i want to have a successful company i need to do a lot more than that and that may impact the rest of my daily life uh, i'm saying that positively i love it but you're not going to walk five hours a day and make a great living being an entrepreneur you know what i mean <laughs> So that, yeah. yeah that's that it's like you need to my father always said my, my father had his own company my sister did too you always say if you if your company can make it to three years it's going to be the hardest three years of your life but then after that you're stable like you've reached that level after three years of being rentable and everything of it's stable level so then you can choose do i want to grow or do i want to continue what i'm doing and perfect it so i'm close to that in five months yeah. And then I will have to make a to make a, a decision of what I want to do, push it or make it perfect. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm reading these uh, these uh, tweets on Twitter, where it's like um, you know entrepreneurs, you know, majority I think it averages like 80k a year or something. Uh, you know, some are more, more the long tail, and then uh, one is like you know you call your your own boss, you call your own shots, time income. Would you rather do that? you know, 80K versus, you know, someone else, you know, work for somebody, you know, higher, but, you know, kind of, so this like this, it's like this dichotomy. Um, and it's more about the, and it's about the value and the experience and contribute. A great discussion. How how can people um, follow you, um, contact you, um, visit your social media, et cetera? Yeah, my company name is datasailing.com. Um, I extract I specialize in extracting data that you collect as a company, whether it's from your sales software, CRM, uh, social media and everything. And I put all of this into one place to make sure that you have access to what you collect and you can compare. Uh, datasailing.com on LinkedIn and internet. Um, and my name is Augie, A-U-G-I-E. Uh, same LinkedIn, favorite choice. I think it's, it's an amazing tool. can be a lot, but it's a, it's a great tool to discuss and network. Yeah, and for all the listeners out there, uh, let's thank Augie for a great discussion. Be sure to check him out. He's uh, on LinkedIn and his website, um, Data Sailing by Augie. And uh, with that, thanks so much for this uh, insightful conversation about entrepreneurship. And um, uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.